Moika! Welcome to Mastering Finland. This podcast shares stories of foreigners in Finland and provides practical tips and learning opportunities for all. Go ahead, join our community and enjoy listening to this episode. For more information, check our website masteringfinland.com. Welcome to Mastering Finland podcast. I am Eva, your today's host. And uh, my uh, guest today is Kalim Ulmasi. Um, his mother is Finnish, the father is Pakistani. He was though born and raised in Finland. Hello, Kalim. Welcome. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Kalim, so tell us a little bit your story. How do you master Finland and uh, how is it to live in Finland? Well, thanks a lot. Uh, that's a very good question. Um, as I was born and raised in Finland, I moved away from Finland um, in my early 20s. Um, and ever since I've been away until uh, 2021. And um, and I um, during that time abroad, I traveled quite a lot of countries where I got to be a real foreigner <laughs> and look really foreign. <laughs> okay. So then you really got to know how it is to feel also as a foreigner. So tell me a bit more, where did you travel? Which country did you visit? What did you do? Um, I was engaged in humanitarian work. Uh, so I traveled uh, a lot in sub-Saharan Africa and Middle East and Central Asia, uh, Lebanon, Egypt, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Iraq, South Sudan, Sierra Leone, uh, Mozambique, um, and yeah, a few others here Many. and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I spent uh, that uh, time in, in humanitarian missions. Mm-hmm. And then you decided to come back to Finland. So what, what brought you back? Why did you come back? Uh, well, yeah, that's a quite a complicated uh, question. Lots of things influenced uh, that process, but I guess the main one was... Uh, Corona, (laughs) (laughs) a little something that you might have heard about. And, uh, and um, I, um, I, I had to come back um, after a long, uh, long period of uh, waiting in Iraq for the airport to open. And then, um, uh, then after arriving here, I decided to take a, a break from humanitarian work. And as the situation was quite dire still for a long time, I, uh, I decided to stay in Finland for for some time. Mm-hmm. So for you, as a Finnish citizen, as being born and raised here, after so many years coming back to Finland, was there something that you found surprising about Finns and the Finnish culture? Uh, well, I think the first thing I noticed was that uh, Finland has become uh, visibly more international. Uh, lots of different... Uh, types of people, many different types of languages around the streets. And uh, and this wasn't the case when I was growing up at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a, a big change forward. Very good for a more international Finland. Mm-hmm. Was there something that uh, started to annoy you about the Finns mm. now when you have lived abroad or... Um, I guess it's it was juggling between the fact that uh, uh, Finnish culture is very private, uh, and uh, lots of places I've been, uh, the the structures or structure of um, the society and community is different, uh, and uh, it's more uh, interconnected between different parties. Uh, like uh, you know, the, the the core family is bigger. Mm-hmm. The concept of the core family is bigger in many countries I've been. 
uh, here it's different. And um, I, I wouldn't say it annoyed me, but I kind of recognized the presence of the fact that Finnish life is more private. Uh, and that, uh, that there was a kind of a difference between uh, me coming from all those different places and having the, the, the ability to experience this life in Finland again. Uh, one of the things that I uh, realized that, uh, may, like myself, I had to adjust to it, uh, at the same time realizing that um, the people themselves haven't the core goodness and the goodwill that you can actually penetrate. It didn't. Uh, it didn't change. It's just the fact that I have to kind of get used to the layer mm-hmm. which is uh you know which is there with the core family and core kind of uh, privacy matters uh having knowledge uh, being knowledgeable of that i i still had to understand that yeah actually people haven't changed that that much when you get through that kind of uh, barrier the barrier <laughs> yeah the five-year barrier we call it our we internationals <laughs> we call it when you have uh, Once you become a, a friend with the Finnish person, normally that takes five years as a minimum. But then once you're friends, you're friends forever and you have like overcame the barrier and the people feel comfortable with with you and we feel comfortable with with the Finnish friends and so on. So do you have Finnish friends? Actually, yes, I, I do. Um, lots of uh, friends that I've had have unfortunately moved away from Finland. Mm. Uh, but I still have very valuable friends uh, here, uh, which I'm very grateful for. Um, one of the uh, most important times uh, that I gained my friendships was in the military. Mm. And, um, and, and we have kind of um, developed a very strong bond. Okay. Since then, so mm-hmm. I think it's it's quite fascinating. But we are we are very um, committed to each other. Mm-hmm. And there's this kind of unspoken uh, bond that we all share, and which is really really unique, I would say. Yeah, that's true. You mentioning the military service. Yes, I think we have had already one episode about that. But just to remind our listeners that yeah, in Finland it's uh, it's compulsory the military service, and every man. And has to do it, and a woman can, right? Is it so? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. And the time span, if you remind me, you need to do it between. Uh, yeah, um, it has changed across the years, uh, but during the time I was in the military, we could uh, uh, practically choose between six, nine, and twelve mm-hmm. yeah. months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Um, so maybe a juicy question, mm-hmm. uh, your Finnish friends, what do they hate about you? <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that you are not so, not Finnish at all in those things. <laughs> what is it? What is it that my Finnish friends hate about me? Um, I, I, I think what I hate about myself, maybe it's the same. I, 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 I talk too much. Ah, okay, I so you are very internationally yeah. in indeed. <laughs> All right, so I cut you short in this yeah. dialogue. Well, well, then maybe you know I need to talk to you, so I'm the one que- questioning and you are answering. So I need you to talk more, a lot. Yeah. So tell me a bit, Kalim, what do you do now here in Finland? Yeah, so um, after my humanitarian career and the things I learned from there, I I thought that I could um, influence uh, um, influence 
people in a positive way in in some other uh, with some other kind of method methodology and um and i um as i've been doing quite a lot of mentoring and kind of uh coaching i decided to actually formalize this and and become a coach and um and uh, educate myself in coaching so now i'm a uh a coach that does individual group team and, and organizational coaching. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what did inspired you actually to become a coach? Um, the fact that I realized that uh, anyone can practically become anything if they have motivation for it. Uh, I think it's, um, it's, a, it's a process that if we have a, some kind of a sounding board or mirroring uh, person, with us that uh, has the ability to structure you and your uh, your abilities towards a goal mm-hmm. uh, a person can become a a full version of him or herself and this i've uh, i've seen it happen and that what inspired me and i felt that i need to i need to see how i can further induce mm-hmm. this that, that sounds really motivating that you actually yeah. inspire the people to really develop their own potential which very often we are kind of bound to our all all from the cultures or from i don't know our own beliefs that no we cannot do this no ah, come on who is gonna buy a book that i'm gonna read or this kind of thing so so you are the one to talk to in case we want to achieve something um that we are not sure about ourselves yeah. or yeah maybe let's uh, let's talk about what what is this personal coaching like what can it do mm. um so um at first it's completely confidential and as i'm trained by a global institution that's bound by international rules uh i have a strict code of uh conduct so you cannot tell me what is coaching I can tell you what is coaching, <laughs> ah, but good. I can't tell anything about the content of a conversation with a client. Okay, oh, yeah. that is assuring, of course, for yeah. the client. So the client can be really open, tell, tell all their needs, uh, dreams. Can the client cry? Absolutely, absolutely. And, that <laughs> and it happens. happens. Yeah, really? Absolutely, oh, okay. it happens. It happens. And, uh, and in that process, a person... Uh, a, person gets to find their own abilities and own tools from their own life and situation so a coach is far different from a mentor uh, mm-hmm. uh, or an instructor or someone who's a, a sports coach or so on we don't tell people what to do we induce the capability to understand yourself what you need to do and problem solve and develop from your situation. Mm-hmm. So you basically ask question to the person that the person kind of answers on his own on on her own exactly. too. But then you are there as a overseer to to lead the process. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And what is then the difference you were saying you're not a mentor. So there was the difference between a mentor and a coach? Yeah. Uh, a mentor is someone who can also guide you in a substance matter and uh, guide you in terms of uh, a bit like a leader in terms of uh, Mm -hmm. your process, whatever it may be. Uh, But a coach uh, is a bystander. It's not a leader. Mm -hmm. The client is a leader always in their process. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are there to walk 
and then look that the walk goes where the client wants to, to go. We periodically, and when it's relevant, we check mm -hmm. if the, if the uh, client is going to the right direction for themselves. Okay. What if you have an undecisive client? Because, you know, sometimes it's very like we... We maybe want to do something, but we are we don't know what we actually really want exactly. to do. Very good question. And that is core of coaching. This is where we come in. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I think those processes are uh, the very rewarding because uh, you really get to see on the, on the spot what the person uh, should be doing for themselves uh, mm -hmm. and, and which direction they should take. Okay. And they might be in in a, in a be in the beginning. They might be completely undecisive. Mm -hmm. How many? I don't know. You probably work with like sessions or meeting the client. How how long is this process? Uh, yeah. So each coaching session is a sixty minute session, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, um, normally um, uh, I wouldn't say it, it. There is a length of a process. Someone uh, might need one time and then they get clear oh okay this is actually what i need to do uh and someone might need 10 20. Mm -hmm. it depends on the person uh i think the core ground rule uh would be what i've noticed is that um life is not linear and it's not progressive in that way mm -hmm. so in life you got get ups and downs you know uh and uh, turns and uh, and and straight along ways and so on so you, you kind of have to see where do you need a coach to kind of straighten your thoughts and, mm -hmm. and become more grounded in your values and from those values develop to a full person mm -hmm. that you want to be. So it, it depends. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. And you are basically doing it in Finland, but I, okay, your English is very good, so you could do for international or for Finns. Um, did you already have a... Um, like let's say uh, different clients and did you see any difference between how for example Finnish and internationals are I don't know behaving in the in the sessions or how the process goes do you see the cultural difference in how people approach themselves actually hmm, that's a that's a very interesting question um, I think that um, but all my clients are from everywhere. Mm -hmm. So um, I think, uh, okay, this is a very <laughs> profound question because I think in that way, us as human beings, we are similar. Um, I don't see any difference between the person except the fact that, uh, that the human being, that the fact that we have very similar needs and wants. Mm -hmm. So no culture... Yeah, not not that match that you could see that oh okay this is so typical for this kind of nationality no no, no. no. in these kind of things when we need to talk about ourselves and our needs it's just human yeah. and yeah. there is no difference oh I, that's also very good to hear indeed <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's universal mm -hmm. and it makes me feel um, even more motivated because there's this kind of common goodness mm -hmm. and potential in people yes. uh -huh. yeah. And we mentioned a bit before that okay, people can even cry in the in the mm. in the sessions. So okay, to me that sounds like okay. I don't know. Maybe it's normal. You say it's normal, but do you then, as a coach, do you 
do you also advise sometimes then to the client? Do you see where is the difference or where is the difference between, okay, this is maybe not anymore for coaching. This is maybe then for a, a therapy or is there, of course, there is a difference between a coaching and therapy, but are you able to, to note that? Yeah. And that's one of the core, um, uh, core things that in our training, we take uh, a lot of uh, time to understand it. And, uh, pinpoint and um, and differentiate what is for coaching and what is not mm-hmm. so um, uh, as you mentioned coaching is not uh, therapy uh, therapy looks into the past and deals uh, a lot about uh, trauma and our various different uh, challenges in that way mm-hmm. uh, coaching is forward-looking so when a person comes to a coaching session we start from that day mm-hmm. and we go forward Okay. Um, and when there is a situation uh, of emotion, uh, we uh, we have to see what it relates to, and if it's something that needs to be, uh, we have special tools for that, and we also then discuss with the client that if this moment is uh, a time for you to think of coaching, or is it the moment for mm. thinking of some other type mm-hmm. of. Uh, assistance okay but that's that's very good and very reassuring that basically the person then can be guided through all right maybe the last question regarding this and then we go to some other juicy questions would be if uh, if i would want to become a coach is it easy to do in finland is it available in english Uh, this education how long more or less does it take Mm. yes actually um There are different ways. Um, uh, the The title coach is, of course, not protected like a um, you know medical physician, doctor, and, and uh, <laughs> you know. So uh, anyone can tell that they are a coach. That's why we need to know which kind of coach do we need. Do they have qualifications? I myself, I'm uh, I'm um, a coach uh, who has gone through a education provided by a service provider. That is, I. ICF International Coaching Federation accredited service provider, and uh, and that training for me to get a uh, qualification level of uh, associate uh, certified coach mm-hmm. took me around two years. Oh, okay. So that's yeah, uh, quite some investment, of course, into in, in your time. But of course, I, I assume that's needed to learn all the techniques and yeah. how you behave in situations. Okay. Yeah. Well, we see that this this is something that you are in, uh, really inspired about and and you like doing it. So that's uh, that's really really great that you have found um, you 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 kind of combined your work together with your your own motivation. And um, so now maybe a juicy question mm. um, back to Finland. And uh, okay, we have heard you have lived abroad quite some time. And uh, you also already said what more or less you you uh, you thought that uh, surprised you in a in, in a positive in a negative way or or less uh, differentiate. Um, would there be any advice that you would have given to yourself when you were, for example, still living in Finland, that you would want to maybe give to yourself now? after the years that you have lived abroad or that you have already grown up more? <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, 
probably quite many. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I tell think, us some because yeah. uh, some can be useful also for uh, for our uh, listeners. Absolutely. Um, I think one of the uh, main thing is is uh, to learn how to listen to a person. Um, oftentimes we are um, waiting for someone else to stop talking so that we can share our piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we don't listen. Uh, we don't understand where that person comes from. Sometimes um, I notice myself being young and uh, um, not being, uh, you know, knowledgeable of these kind of things to be uh, interactive with persons and like people and, and communi- uh, communicate in the right way. I, um, I've ended up in situations where I totally disregard, have unintentionally disregarded what the person is trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. Because what you but, say and communicate can be a different thing. Yeah, but this is also quite difficult here in Finland, no? Because I, as I mean, Finns don't really talk that yes. much. They don't really use so much of the facial expression. So you being a talkative person, you you, you may really overrule then the situation mm-hmm. in a way. So maybe a question, so how do you listen to a Finnish yes. person? Ha-ha. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> You're challenging me today. Yes, yes, that's why you are here. <laughs> um, uh, to ask questions mm-hmm. um, about themselves. Uh, non-intrusive, of course. Uh, something about what um, what matters to them. And uh, how do they see a certain thing. And one of the general rules, and I uh, what I've uh, noticed, is that I often do uh, ask uh, advice. Okay, yeah. so by asking advice, you learn as well about yes. the person's view. Yeah. Yes. This you know this is calling uh, very um, a difficult topic for foreigners because we don't know where's the boundary because we are so much used to ask anything. We right away come and ask, okay, hi, so where are you from and are you married and are you this and are you that? Mm. But of course we know by now living in Finland for longer that these are not the questions that you you yes, kind of want exactly. to really ask at the first time. <laughs> also, we have learned we cannot ask a closed question because the moment you ask, so did you study in Helsinki? You get an answer, yes. <laughs> and that's where you have finished. <laughs> so, you know, these are... Uh, tough uh, things but okay that is a very good hint i think for all of us and for the our listeners to ask for advice yeah yeah uh, can i add something mm-hmm. uh, uh, when you ask uh, for advice um what i realize um uh, somehow within ourselves somewhere deep uh, there is still something that uh, wants to help someone in some way So uh, when you're asking some about something or asking for an advice or um, a little help could be like, can you pass me the salt? You you gain a first connection to a person. Oh, okay. And uh, it can be so minute and little that the person doesn't understand even. Uh, and it's easy to build a bridge between people when mm-hmm. you start with something small. And questions uh, as you said are you married or you know where do you live they are big questions yeah, those are no go yes we yes <laughs> and and those uh, uh, are private questions and people are private and i noticed from myself being half in when i went to different countries i was like whoa 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 you know this is uh, <laughs> that's and, too much <laughs> yes and and in some countries it's uh, it's a uh, it's 
just a normal thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. It's very fascinating. <laughs> yeah, how, how it is normal. Good. Thank you, Kalim. So um, my last questions to you would be about um, like Finland. Finland is a beautiful country and has many nice cities. Tell me or tell us and to our uh, listeners, what is your favorite place? Do you, where do, would you advise us to go for holiday? Do you have any secret place that is not to be found on internet that we could go and visit? Okay. Um, well, I think um, everyone knows place Rovaniemi and, you know, the Santa Claus and, and so on. Some even believe uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that yeah, he exists, uh, which, yeah, <laughs> let's not go there. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and um, I myself, I was born and raised in the central part of Finland. Mm-hmm. Um, and Where is it exactly? It, it's called Konnevesi. Mm. Okay. And Konnevesi is uh, quite an interesting place in in a, in in a way that uh, it has a um, a lake uh, area, mm-hmm. and that's uh, where the Vesi part of the name comes from, right? Absolutely right. Okay. And um, the Konne comes from an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that's with one N. Ah, yeah, these a... double consonants in Finland make a huge difference. Be careful. <laughs> Exactly, and uh, and our former almost a cult prof- uh, president uh, um, used to go fishing there. Urho mm-hmm. Kekkonen. Okay. Yeah, and uh, uh, and this is a a it's very um, it doesn't say much the area, but the the lake area is beautiful and it's relaxing. So it's there's a lot of nature to see, and that's um, that's a good place to. To go to if you want to see something like that but of course there's saima and you know all these places mm-hmm. a city that i like is turku yes yeah mm-hmm. it's the competing uh, former capital of finland so okay. it's uh you know <laughs> <laughs> any particular site in turku that uh, we should not miss uh, i think it's the it's the harbor area the harbor area yeah, and the atmosphere exactly. to walk around there exactly. yeah okay yeah. Well, sounds very good and any hint for helsinki any hints for Helsinki? Um, wow, that's a that's a good thing. I've been living here for quite some time, and I studied also here. Uh, I can't think of anything like any one thing. Um, I like um, well, I like the sea, and I like Katajanokka. Yeah, that yeah. is very true here around Helsinki. You have many many areas yeah. where you can go and just exactly. watch the sea and see the ships coming up and down. Uh, so that's absolutely. really beautiful. And of course, Suomenlinna. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that is a yeah. I that is remember. a must to go. Yeah, yeah it's also really cool. nice. You can get there with the public transport boat. Uh, so that is superb, and that is interesting. People like really live there, absolutely. so it's not a abandoned island, yeah. and it's very beautiful indeed. Okay. Good, Kalim. Thank you very much for, for all your thoughts that you shared with us. Uh, I wish you all the best for a good continuation of your business and of your life in Finland and of mastering your Finnish story. Thank you very much, Eva. It's a, it has been a pleasure and thank you to the listeners. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts and other podcast providers. For more information, follow our Instagram at mastering.finland.podcast, subscribe to our monthly newsletter and keep an eye on our website masteringfinland.com. Have a nice day and good luck with your own Mastering Finland story. Bye!